All right, are we ready? Ready to go? And then we'll do Band of Brothers at the end. Sure. Cool. Cool. That's good. <coughs> right. Okay, three, <laughs> two, one. Uh, sorry, fifty. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Just God. the glue out. Bye. It's all right. Don't worry, Adam. It happens to three out of five men. Uh, <laughs> God, no, man. Hello and no, welcome. Uh, no, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm just trying to get this right. Okay, there. Three. Uh, got, some, got some content for the pre three, for the intro. Three, two, one. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Eat Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby and all things rugby. I'm your host, Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg, and today I'm joined by Alex in Cape Town. How are you today, Alex? Hi, Adam. I'm very well, thanks, and thank you for having me on. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. What uh, what have you been up to on this long weekend thus far? Oh, man, today's, yeah, today's been, I was a house dad for like the whole weekend with the puppy. Um I don't know if I've announced officially on the podcast that we have a puppy, but we have a puppy. I think you have. The uh, yeah. the, the episode where I nearly died, I think you mentioned mentioned that uh, there was a puppy and I was back in Team Rico. So Yes. Oh, yes, that's right, of course. Oh, the, the, uh, just in case anyone's interested, the, the puppy's unofficial nickname is Taniela Tupu um, because she literally, every time I take her to the garden, she does two separate poos. Oh, that's funny. I so, like that. A little um, bit of rugby-related trivia. That's quite cute. I liked Amanaki Staffy, but um, yeah, I know he's persona non grata. If you took okay, if you go uh, Tupu, you can then call call her the Tongan Staffy, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, she, she's 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 very uh, loud at, at night when she sleeps, so we could also call her the Tongan Snore. <laughs> ah, there we go. Nice. <laughs> um, and that's and that's Matt. You can hear coming to you from George. How are you, Matt? Oh, not too bad. Rather chilled. Cool. How's your weekend be? How's your weekend be? Oh, alright. Made a poiki this morning for lunchtime. Oh, this morning. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Started at like this half past ten-ish. Mm-hmm. Still morning. Done oh. by two. So. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. And so, um, what what you what you got in there? Um, lamb, and then just every kind of veg I could find in the fridge. So carrots. <laughs> Green peppers, green beans, yeah. can of tomatoes, couple of potatoes. You know, nice. it's one of those sort of. I just need to empty out this shelf in the fridge quickly. Yeah, you had me. You had me at lamb, dude. Like, yeah. Mm. Say, say no, no best more. Meat, best meat for a poiki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, maybe I'd 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 punt game, punt a bit of venison before uh, lamb. Yeah, big fan of lamb, so yeah. yeah. Um, what's on the menu tonight, okay. Alex? We forgot to ask that. Um, it's, yeah, it's a bit disappointing from our side. Um, we had guests over last night and made a couple of trays of lasagna and then told ourselves the biggest lie that adults tell themselves, which is that we'll have some leftover for, for work lunches <laughs> during the week. Oh, uh, I see. Um, but that's, yeah, <laughs> that's lined up for tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Uh, I, I returned from the Drakensberg the, uh, this morning. Um, so we'll see. Maybe some some takeout curry or something like that. Um, we're not we're not quite That's sure. Good, yeah. No, yeah, we, we need some decent food. We were looking at bacon and eggs, but my wife mentioned we do need to do better. 
even though he had a very, very good weekend. <laughs> so she's, she's absolutely right. So hopefully we'll stay, I'll step up and we'll see. To be fair, it's that weird sort of second Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, we, we purpose, like, I, when I booked our trip, I made a mistake. Uh, I got the days wrong, but it worked out for the best. Because uh, now we've got tomorrow off. It's Heritage Day, if you're not in South Africa. Happy mm. Heritage Day to everyone for tomorrow. And now we're just at home chilling. So I'm going to chill tonight, uh, eat some nice food, we hope. You know, just shooting the breeze. But look, let's let's move on. Uh, the day gathers a pace. Let's first uh, kick off, as I like saying. We'll start off with a bit of news coming out of uh, the Rugby Championship Nations. Uh, Ramiro Moyano, he's going to miss next week's Rugby Championship game against the All Blacks because of a rib injury. Also missing is going to be uh, Kieran Reed, the uh, All Black skipper. So what, yeah. what do you guys think about the fact that he, he's going to just fly to South Africa? Apparently the excuse Hansen's using is uh, Reed's back. You know, they're just they're managing his back, which has had which has had issues in the past. So thoughts? I just I just so hope that he injured himself while fucking shoulder charging into that ruck that mm. everyone's been tweeting about. I, I hope that's where the injury came from. Yeah. Because yeah, by the sounds of it, they basically just covering him in bubble wrap until the end of the World Cup because they're saying that the, the reason he's missing it is essentially travel time management so, so that they're almost talking about it as if it was always the plan that he wasn't going to be flying all the way to Argentina then SA that he'd wait a week and f- meet everyone in SA uh, it makes sense I mean they've, they've basically wrapped up the competition right yeah um, what is yeah, the... Who did they pull in? I think Frizzell's in his place, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Frizzell and um, Luke Whitelock. He's also... Uh, that's what, a good pickup. I mean, Whitelock's... I, I thought he was an unsung unsung hero in the, in the Super Rugby. Um, he's uh, seriously underrated, so... I don't know. I hope he gets a, a start. I don't think Frizzell deserves to start. But, Frizz- yeah. Frizzell's, stra- Frizzell's a strange one. Scores four tries in Super Rugby, then doesn't start the next game, and his All Blacks similarly does well, and then not quite. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they obviously see something in him which is great, but he hasn't really backed it up with proper um, consecutive performances, like you said. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. he's on eighth man, so like he's clearly not a replacement for Reed. Yeah, they no, want def- to play Ardy Severe at eight. I think, but I'd assume Ardy's going to shift to eight, then if Frizzalk starts, who knows? Yeah, but that requires a sense of creativity from Hansen, though. Yeah, which I, I don't think it's going to matter too much. They should get a, an easy win, to be honest. Uh, I don't, I don't know that. I don't think I wouldn't call it easy. I don't know. I mean, would we would we be doubting them if they hadn't lost to us last week? Um, regardless of last week's, I mean, Argentina put them pretty much to the pump in their own game as well. And I think yeah. Argentina playing at home, it, it's going to be a win for New Zealand, but I don't think it's going to be a walkover that they're hoping for. Okay. Well, we'll is a, oh, should we should we tart out the, the beware of the wounded Kiwi? Yeah. I think it's also just just like our our rule of thumb this year has kind of been Argentina are shit at home. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, and everyone everyone's shit in Argentina, but they are disproportionately shit considering mm-hmm. it's their home ground. And the shit Kiwis are still better than, you know, the best of anyone else most of the time. Mm. So, true we'll Alright, well, speaking of Kiwis, uh, the uh, Ioni brothers, Rico and Akira, hashtag you have Akira, they have both re-signed. 
with New Zealand Rugby. Uh, Rico, he signed till the end of the 2022 season, uh, while his brother Akira runs out until the end of 2021. Rico is the current World Rugby Breakthrough Player of the Year, and he scored 18 tries in as many tests since his debut. He's already played 18 tests, Jish, uh, since his debut in 2016. Akira is yet to earn his first test cap, but played for All Blacks against the French XV in Lyon last year. I think it's inevitable. I think once Reed leaves, um, he'll be get he'll get uh, back into the vibe. Also, the contract they're going to see they're going to remain with the Blues, so the Blues really need them. I know the Blues have uh, been bringing in other coaches. John Hart, the former All Blacks coach, is now on the board. Overall, a four-year deal. Is there any risk just to pull this up that Rico does a Julian Sevilla? Uh, I don't think so. He's a, a slightly different player, but by that I mean. He gets a mega contract and then turns to absolute garbage halfway through it. And gets fat. Yeah. Or <laughs> we'll just gets slow. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't think um, there's a risk of that. He's, yeah, he's think... so young still. Like he's, he'll, I mean, he, I think it's inevitable that he'll eventually lose like enough pace to like no longer warrant being like a starting number 11. But it's not going to be in the next four years, I don't think. No, and uh, so I forgot to mention, by the way, Ben unfortunately is uh, missioning around Mauritius. The last we heard of him is that he was dropping, and I quote, a mate off. So unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it uh, this week. But he'll be back next week uh, at a time of his choosing. I hope you, I hope you hear that, Ben. We're just saying that for you. Is uh, that hmm? is that the euphemism for beachcombing or whatever? Dropping a, a mate off. He could be at the beach. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, just some more rugby championship news. Damien De Allende and Kanye um, they out for the rest of the rugby cha- championship along with Makazali and Mapimpi. Uh, they're all injured. Valida Roo, who was thought to be out, he will be available for, for the, the next two tests. It's, I, don't, I assume he'll probably start the New Zealand test and maybe just sit out the Aussie one. We'll see. And Francois Lowe, he's gone back to his club, so he's out, which I don't think is the worst. Francois um, kept dropping balls in the uh, tests. So I don't think we'll be, we'll be missing out. But look, we'll get on to that uh, relatively soon. We talk about the box squad that's been named. Damien Willem, so he started for Western Province at 15 against Grecos over the weekend. Due to a request from Rassi. So mm-hmm. he might also be getting very close. And just something else that I just spotted, a couple of quick Australia stories to round things up with maybe a bit of English dazzle-razzle. In an effort to stop the wave of young talent being lost to the 15-man game in Australia, Rugby Australia have announced a new national talent model and Pathways program to secure the next generation of Wallabies. Under the new structure, all state-based academy programs, this comes from Fox, by the way, will be split into stages, with the first stage being for school age 15 and 16-year-olds, the second stage 17 and 18, and stage 3 capturing school leavers in the 18 to 20-plus age group. The announcement is a significant step for Rugby Australia, who have been guilty of letting talent slip through the cracks in recent years. So, uh, they're busy doing a model. So, I don't know if that's going to help them out. Or not? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that means. To no, be honest, like no. it's very I don't know. I don't know what the current system is. So yeah. is it is it just that they are now giving them permission to lock schoolboys in? It seems that way. To yeah. prevent them, yeah, because that I mean normally that's kind of seen as a no-no. Like especially in like in the US, like they're very strict about um, you know high school and college players being scouted. Well, not scouted. They can be scouted, but about them being kind of I don't know, groomed? Yeah, like, just receiving benefits from professional teams and, like, trying to encourage them to, you know, unofficially or off the books lock lock, lock into a team. And that's really, like, heavily frowned upon. Um, I if, know... If, if, it, if it sounds like my information on this is sketchy, that's because it's drawn entirely from the the second season of Friday Night Lights. 
So uh, I don't have not any the first hand knowledge. Not, but... the, not the worst <laughs> reference point, uh, I must say. <laughs> just, just, just before uh, we just get on to uh, the I was going to say, I think, yes. if I remember correctly, the Bulls do a soft version of this where sure. they where they pay Matrixen that a stipend you know, every every month or whatever, and with the intention that those boys then or yeah boys at that age still move up to the Bulls eventually. I, then, I don't like that. No, neither do I. But no, then, no, it's not very nice, but yeah, but then I, then, I have heard of it from from players' parents. So. But then yeah. they, then, so, then they ride pine. Get picked up by another province, um, make that debut and Super Rugby debut for the other province and play for the Springboks. It's a very good model for the Springboks. Or, or are playing in Scotland at the moment is the one <laughs> yeah. I know. Like when, um, well, well, I guess we'll briefly chat about Pro 14 off the Springbok news. Like a couple of try scorers for Glasgow against the Kings had a very distinctly South African flavour. You know, like he's Canadian, though. Adam. Is he, yeah, oh, he's actually Canadian. What? Oh, shit. GTF from the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. GTH. He's okay. Canadian. Okay. As as Canadian as they come. Okay, well, well uh, uh, clearly his parents uh, went over. Someone else who's left South Africa and gone elsewhere. John Mitchell. He's officially joined uh, Eddie Jones' crumbling England team. I'm saying crumbling because uh, we, we just we do. We have time it. for a bad pun. Yeah, bring it on. Yes, always, always. I think if DTH, if DTH Funimova came from South Africa, he'd be he'd be from Utsun. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. I'm gonna log off now. Okay. Um, that's me done for today. Well, uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate your effort and contribution. Well, like Alex testing the bounds of comedy, Eddie Jones says he's testing himself. <laughs> but hiring the former New Zealand coach John Mitchell until the end of next year's World Cup, just as England man in charge believes there's no substitute for experience when it comes to playing in the World Cup. So he thinks successful sides are built on a wealth of coaching. Some know-how, excuse me. Uh, let's see. Uh, see, Eddie is part of uh, our World Cup winning team in 2007. Fair enough. Um, then four years after his Australia side beaten by England in the final in, in 2011, New Zealand had three coaches who had been in charge of test teams. The spotlight is on you all the time during a World Cup. Jones said, "This is from the Guardian. I've always wanted to have someone like Mitch with us, having worked in that position in 2007. It allows you to sometimes step out and look at things from from afar, and on other occasions, be in there driving it." Uh, it has worked for New Zealand in the last two World Cups, and it may be that I do a little bit less coaching. We have not worked it out yet, but it will evolve. I have known John for 20 years, and the first coach against him when he was with Waikato in 2000, and he's improved every one of his teams enormously. He'll get players to think in different ways. Um, I don't think this is going to go very well, just because um, the Jones and uh, Mitchell are, are both very strong personalities. I mean, I know, I know Jones is saying he'll step away a bit, but they're very strong personalities. Maybe Jones has uh, gone to counselling, or I don't know. His uh, he's changed. Yeah, he's changed a bit. But uh, like Mitchell does bring a lot of technical well, know-how. I always enjoyed it when Mitchell was on Supersport panels, uh, for instance. Yeah. He's always able to bring quite a lot of insight mm-hmm. that most people don't have. He technically knows his True. stuff, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I just it just doesn't seem like quite the right fit to me. But yeah, yeah I mean it's, it's tough because I mean. Yeah, as you mentioned, Jake White and Eddie Jones work pretty well together, and they also both got very strong personalities. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think it can work if it's a short-term arrangement, and like you make it pretty clear what the delineation of duties is and the hierarchy, etc. But yeah, I mean, as we've learned from Mitchell's tenure at various franchises, he doesn't really get along. Much like Jake White, he doesn't really get along with anyone for too long. 
and much like yeah. Eddie Jones, like he's also every time he stays in one town for like too long, everyone. I think this everyone is probably one on. of his longest stints. This yeah. England one. Hmm. Yeah, All right, uh, just a couple of quick ones. Um, it's a bit of a sad news. Carl Barnes, uh, a 31 year old club rugby player who was left in life support following a freakish head and neck injury that he sustained. Uh, that was last weekend. Uh, he passed away this week. The incident reached a tragic end. That was Thursday morning. Where the decision was taken to switch off the last support machines that are keeping him alive. Barnes a wing for Goodwood Rugby Club out in Cape Town was hit by a nasty tackle while playing against Strand in Strand on Saturday. He was immediately taken to hospital following the incident and was operated on in an attempt to alleviate the pressure on his brain. Uh, Goodwood Rugby Club champion Johan Forster he just said that the club is incredibly sad by this tragic event and our condolences are with the family. So he's uh, leaving behind some kids and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, just some sad news. And just a quick reminder that I know. I've never played rugby, so my mom never let me. But um, it's, it's just if you, if you... there we go. Now we, we've never had that admitted. Yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting. That's new. That's new information. Um, yeah, that's... But um, <laughs> uh, in in all seriousness, just a reminder to everybody who's playing rugby, just to take care. Um, as I think everybody enjoys the game, um, but sometimes things do go wrong. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't. Well, let's hope it wasn't intentional, anything like that. So just uh, just a sad day for uh, the club rugby community yeah. in Cape Town, which is. I'd argue the the hotbed of club rugby um, in South Africa. So just a bit of sad news. So condolences to Barnes's family and all those involved with a good rugby club. When I worked in Cape Town, I got to know the club scene uh, quite a bit. There's a lot of passion down there. So uh, just a real pity. Uh, that's all. Uh, just just uh, just a quick switch to some more light-hearted news. Uh, there are rumours that the Fox Fantasy Super Rugby game will not be taking place uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, we, we're trying to confirm this, but. Um, I've, I feel like I've heard it from enough people. You reckon it's happening? It's, it's probably true. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of guys have said, oh, they got they got an email, like their commissioner got an email or something. I'm a commissioner for a couple of different leagues, and I didn't get shit. No. So I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's obviously because you've signed up with your .co.za, so Australia's obviously just be like, nah, fuck. It's no yeah. point in this one to mail. Yeah, so look, we Possibly, are yeah. we, we are looking into alternatives, um, and we have been chatting to our good friends, Fantasy Rugby Draft. Um, about about what they're doing. What we can tell you for next year, uh, we'll see what we can find in terms of a scoring format. But one thing we'll be discussing next year is draft tactics, uh, along with uh, fantasy rugby drafts. Um, they've been chat, they've been chatting to us, but so we, there will be some draft content. And draft, I must say, as a format, is quite challenging, um, and it can be quite disappointing if you're a losing team like me and draft Jordan Ulisi as your number one pick, <laughs> and it all goes to hell. I don't know why is I it really that. a challenge? Is it really a challenge of itself created? Um, is just a fuck up? Uh, Alex, some call it a challenge. He calls it a sort of a handicap. You know, like some guys play play squash uh, right. with one hand behind their back. Uh, or, you okay, know. okay. Yeah, it was, okay, you know, you, was fair enough. Yeah. It was a mix you, you, of confirmation bias and, and and the sunk cost fantasy, um, unfortunately. So if you want to play fantasy on on hard mode, then drop <laughs> yeah. Jordan Ulysses in your first round. <laughs> Yeah, and then go and then go at number one so that sixteen other players have or fifty yeah fifteen yeah. other uh, players have uh, left the, left the field before <laughs> you get a chance. Yeah, but it's no, okay. Re- Chances are good you'll have an idiot in your draft legal draft. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, good as well. So so <laughs> you're looking at fourteen lost players, not fifteen. Yeah. So you're fine, Adam. Uh, yeah, so uh, keep keep uh, an eye out uh, for that. We'll see what's possible. Now, just the final piece of big news. Um, I'm actually not quite sure what else we're going to chat about. All oh, right, Pro 14 and Curry Cup. Um, Russi, a very surprising. This came out today. 
He's picked his box squad for the rest of the rugby championship. And someone who you've been hyping, Alex, uh, and I think a lot of people, yeah. uncapped blitz box star, Ruan Nell, uh, who's been playing at, uh, yeah. is, is he a 12? For, uh, uh, he's been playing at... For Province. He should... Where has he been playing? Where um, was he this weekend? I think he was... I just watched the game again. Uh, I didn't really see much of the highlights. He's a tall beast, though. No, he's big. I, 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 ass- I assumed I was looking at him. I'm just trying to find... Uh, here we are. Let me just see if they have the team. Of course, they don't have the bloody team sheet. Classic Sport 24. Oh, I've got it coming here. Thanks. Just, uh, uh, I think so he, he was at 13 with Dan with Dan Creel at 12. Oh, yeah, yeah, Creel's yeah. also a, a big guy. But uh, right now, uh, he's, been, he's, he's, he's uncapped. And you, Oaks have been hyping him. Vincent Koch. Uh, for Saracens, he's back to Boom Corsi, or I think we're going to see him back. Lionel Mapur, he's been there and there about some surprises. And Ivan Van Sale, another scrum yeah. half who's going to warm the bench. Uh, R- Russell Ivan. hates reserve scrum halves. Like, you don't even have to do anything wrong I feel like for him to, I, to screw you over. <laughs> I, I feel like he's playing uh, scrum half bingo. Uh, he's just chuck going through all the scrum yeah. halves one by one. Uh, but overall, does, oh, quick, does, it, does it count as a cap if you ride by in the entire game? No, you have to come on. You have to come on there. So, so Ross Cunier, ha- no, so Ross Cunier, I think, has played. So, who hasn't played yet? Even uh, Fonseil? Uh, but Pierre, like, no, cause he, barely. He but played against Wales, didn't he? Yeah. No, so I'm trying to think who's still, yeah. who's ridden by, I'm just trying to think who's absolutely not touched grass yet. Because um, that'd be the strangest thing. Because then, aren't they eligible still? <laughs> No, I, think, I think everyone's had some time. A tiny bit. Yeah. Um, I think they've all had like five minutes here and there, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think if there's some freak situation where someone's yeah. been riding pine for like the box squad for two two games and then all of a sudden three years down the line they they're gonna watch him run out for Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a quickie go. Uh, uh, just just before we move on from right now, I just want to shout out to, to the two guys. I see you guys the, the screenshot of them. Yes. Uh, a Twitter conversation that I was um, a spectator in, essentially, from the 20th of February this year. So that's seven months ago, almost. And uh, at JJ Moritz and at two guys who definitely worth following on Twitter. They uh, love chatting a bit of rugby. And the two of them called back then, seven months ago, that Ronald would be um, playing center for the Springboks, essentially. JJ Moritz said Ronald would, would make the perfect inside center. Okay, is that outside? Really matter. Big, strong, bloody quick, understand space, lekker distributor of the ball, and he's got a, a bit of a screw-you attitude that he thinks can intimidate his opposite number. And then Bock and Roll replied to that saying, Ronell would be a springbok within two years if he played center wing. So that was a prophecy that we've just seen come true, which is very impressive. Um, these two guys called it seven months ago. So, yeah, pretty uh, good, huh? Yeah. Um, Okay, let me just quickly go through uh, the rest of the squad. Scott Britz, a.k.a. cheerleader, a.k.a. experience master of note. Well, I just kind of feel like he's just there to... I don't know. He's just happy. I feel like he just spreads happiness. Who's this? Scott Britz. I feel like he just spreads yeah. happiness in the squad. Uh, the the new star, who's always a star, but we, we love him anyway, Peter Steffi Toy. Um, it seems like everybody's noticed that he's a good player, <laughs> like overseas. We've all known his capabilities... Um, and credit to him, by the way, he's actually shown he can be a Lucy of a certain type. It's Beth Kitsov, Koch, uh, Kalisi, he's captain. Uh, Volko Lowe, who, <laughs> Jesus, he, he, he ate alive some Krikos props 
um, over the weekend. I felt a bit sorry for them. Francois Herber, uh, Malcolm Ox, Bongi mm-hmm. Mnambi, who also got around out. Franco Mostat, uh, I really hope he gets a break. Tanam Tuera, uh, Sikambuza Noche. He's in the squad. Archias Naman, Mark Van Staden, okay. Eskom and Warren Whiteley. The backs, Fakta Kluck, appear with Deontay, Andre Hestos, and he will very likely start at 12 against Australia. Elton Yankees, Vili Leroux, big boost. The fact that Wasps have released him, so thank you, Wasps. Chosen Colby, uh, Jesse Creel, Lana Mapua, Ruin Nell, Sibisis and Kosi, Ambrose Papier, <laughs> Andre, sorry, Andre, Andre Pollard. <laughs> So yeah, you, you, even your laugh broke me. So I, don't, I didn't even know why. I don't even know why I dropped that. Sorry. I think it was maybe Heritage Day. It's coming up. Andrew Pollard, as I said, <laughs> Ivan Fensale, and uh, Damien Phillips. Wait, how many scrum arms are you? One, two, three. Uh. Five Ambrose and Ivan. Oh, Ross Cronier got ditched. Oh shame. Yeah, Ross Cronier's out of the squad. Like. Completely, he's just like oh. <laughs> yeah, so he, just, he, he warmed a bench. Uh, he just didn't sit properly. Compared to... Maybe he's got shit form at holding a tackle bag. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he got <laughs> holding a tackle bag. Um, overall, I think uh, stock standard. Um, I'm, I'm quite excited. I think it's actually an indictment of how weak we are at centre, in a certain sense, the amount of depth that we don't and do not have. I'm not saying Ronald Nell's a bad player, um, but uh, the, our, our centre options are, just to go through them again, uh, Ronald debutant, Lionel Pua, who's solid... But I kind of feel uh, a, year, a year to two years ago yeah. he, he was at his peak. He's on the downward trend. Uh, Jesse Creel, who we all know, he's played 34 tests, guys. Jesse Creel, 34 tests. Uh, yeah, but how many? God, all of those tests were center actually. No, I, was say, no. I think he might have had an early one at fullback. I'm not 100 uh, sure about yeah, that. Yeah, and then, I think Anika was the one that started this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, at center. Yeah, everybody got excited. And then Andre Estes, and so. Looking at the Australia test, Esther Hazen, look, I'm a big fan of his. He's improved a lot. He'll start at 12, I imagine. Uh, who's going to be at 13? Probably Krill. I actually liked him at wing, in a weird way. It means there's yeah. only one... What, he can only run straight following the, 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 the touch line. So yeah. he had a good line to follow. But he'll probably start at 13. And then in terms of... Then you've got the likes of Mapua, who's solid. Actually, not the worst guy I have in the bench for experience, but I'm kind of worried about the sort of impact that he'll have. Uh, but he does offer a little yeah, bit of utility yeah. value. As a finisher, and then Nell. Uh, wait, right yeah, then Nell. And he and is he he generally plays at thirteen, correct? He's he's been playing thirteen, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he he's essentially Krill's cover. So I, I wonder out of the two, he'll end up on the bench because Lionel can maybe shift into twelve if he really has to. Just imagine. Or, I think Nell. And Pollard. Nell's Pollard's technically yeah. a semi-reserve at twelve. Yeah, Pollard to twelve reserve. Because no, I'm looking now, at least you get sort of 13, and then you could argue wing cover as well from his sevens days as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to throw as wide a skill set as possible at him. I didn't. It's probably wrong, but yeah. Yeah, you uh, could. It's just yeah, it's a bit uh, a bit difficult to give a guy like him. Yeah, he's still quite fresh to to 15 aside a place on the bench. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think in a way, might I think we might see more of him on the end of your tour. And look, if there's an injury or two, he might get involved. Um, I hope not. I think maybe I don't know. Actually, look, if he's good enough, he should start. Let me put it that way. But it's just it's a hell of an ask to bring a guy at centre in particular uh, to learn defensive patterns he's never really worked with before to start maybe against New Zealand or Australia. So I imagine he's kind of there more for experience. But at the end, he might come off the bench also at some point. The forwards also uh, I must say that our forward pack is looking incredibly strong. Um, as well. Um, the 
Type 5 is strong. The Lucy's mm. are a bit of a... Yeah, the Lucy's are... Oh, shame. I know if it's starting had an absolute nightmare. Uh, I know we were joking in the WhatsApp group about terrible debuts. His was up there. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, were, there were others, but... Amongst your Lucy's, you have him, uh, Whiteley, not Cher. Uh, those are your specialists. And Khaleesi. Uh, and Khaleesi. Then you're digging into the guys who are five and a half, like um, Peter Steffi. I'm assuming Peter Steffi's there's a loose forward. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I reckon. And a lock. Because that's an official release. Yeah, the official release that he's down as lock, but I'm assuming we're going to see him as running out in the seven jersey before we see him in a, f- in a four or five. Um, Koch, is he a, please remind me, is he tighted? Or is he a Lucy? Yeah. He's a tight tighted. Tighted. Walker Lowe used to play second fiddle to him, Adam. Yeah. Very, that's, why, that's why Wilco took so, while, so long to break through. Yeah, just sad. They had that white slab of marble just in his way. <laughs> yeah, well, Volko's yeah. got more Springbok caps than Koch. 10 to 9. Um, just hashtag. Yeah, but Koch went overseas. I reckon if Koch didn't go overseas. I'm just, I'm just telling you the facts, Matt. Christ, yeah, okay. <laughs> just saying. I'm but, throwing my opinion there. But there we go. Don't, don't, touch, Matt, don't touch Matt on his tight head props. Do you? Yeah. Uh, like we, we've got Franz, who for some reason seems to have a mortgage uh, on that jersey. And in fairness to him, he had a very good game uh, against against uh, New Zealand. My theory, my theory is that they literally can't get him out of the jersey now, like physically. <laughs> yeah, like. It's, it's, it's it's actually sprayed on. It's like one of those body paints. Yeah. It's just painted. So they like it's just, it's easier just to keep selecting him. But I mean, you've got Valherba, Low, uh, Koch. There's that, even Kuni Kuni Ersthausen hanging around in the background. Uh, if, he, if he does come back, Thomas Detoy, I know he's still wheeling uh, away. Thomas, I think Thomas Detoy needs to do himself a favor and go back to Louis Ed. Yeah, I was just going to say, we've got Beast uh, coming off the bench. Um, Stephen Kitsoff, uh, who we all know and love, but Beast even starting's fine. Low era play, knows his stuff. Uh, wait, how many, how many Louis Eds are in we've the got squad? Five. Two Louis Eds, three, hmm. three tight Eds. What do you think about that, Matt? So only the fact we only have two Lucy's. Ach, look, good. It's weird that he's got five pros. I would have gone with an even split and used at least the extra one somewhere else. Like maybe dropping a scrum half? <laughs> just, just well, yeah. Somewhere. I don't know where you're going to make... Because, I mean, obviously this is the... What is this? Like, th- I'm not going to do the math now. Mm. But it's like 30 players. Uh, like we yes. Go, 16... Like for the next yes. two weeks. For the next two weeks, we don't need six props. Five sort of makes sense. Having four is fine, so we know who we are. And if there is a problem, yeah, I mean, so, uh, uh, he did say about he did say about Trevor Nyakoni. Just as I know, we we're talking about loose heads. Um, he's going to continue with his conditioning program. Yeah, he's under the supervision of the Springbok conditioning and medical staff over two weeks. So, uh, is that just code for saying that he's just not fit at the moment? And he not? got injured like not too long ago. Yeah, but no. It does sound like they're accusing him of of eating all the donuts. That too. His wife's obviously shit at keeping him fit. (laughs) But who? Let's say apart from Nikani, who is would you say the next cap in the rank at Lucid after uh, Beast and Stephen Kitsoff? Thomas Atoy? Lucid? No, 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 because he's not doing that anymore. Um, He played. He played Lucid for like ten minutes today. uh, This weekend. Yeah, so, he, so you can, he, he's, a he's allowed back in the conversation. Yeah, he's, he's allowed back option. in the conversation. Yeah. Anybody um, else that, that, that sticks out? That, that's kind of seen GT? Uh, I didn't watch the Cheetahs game. I was Ox this weekend. Oh, I don't know. 
I didn't see any of the Cheetahs game, sadly. So I would, I'm curious to see what Ox would have done this weekend. Yeah, I like he's him. also right. a voice, a sort of a name, just on the edge of the loose head. Yeah, and he's been involved in the squads, so I think they yeah. they're keeping an eye on him. I think um, he's. It's interesting that he's still at the Cheetahs. I would have thought he would have been snapped up by now. But it's actually perfect prop training. No one for, for a guy like him playing going overseas and scrumming yeah. against, against so, I mean, European sides. No other side need, or besides maybe the Bulls, but they've got like. Eight fucking loose heads in it, probably. So there's no point in buying someone uh, new. But... And they're, all, they're all pretty meh at times, yeah. if you ask me. Um, the so, Bulls are so bad at bike players. Um, yeah. So, so overall. Kings of, Kings of... Uh, so I got, actually, we'll get on to that uh, very soon. Overall, uh, general thoughts about the squad? Pretty much uh, yeah. as expected. Very exciting uh, that Ruud Null is there. And it's interesting that Vincent Koch has come back. Like, suddenly we seem to have way too many good tight heads and not enough loose heads. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves, guys? Uh, but uh, overall, I just, overall, just hate success. Yeah, overall, it looks good. Um, I think the Lucy's, Lucy situation won't really resolve itself until Dwight Vermeiden signs for the Bulls, as has been rumoured, uh, or if he signs for someone else. Um, and also. Yeah, but that's also just like a. That's only like a 12 month fix. Uh, oh, Jean Luc. Jean Luc probably has also got the, there the, we sort, go, of guy, yeah. the sort of guy mm. that we're busy waiting for at the moment. That but, makes um, yeah, as, as expected. So I'm just interested to see if, um, if uh, the reserve scrum hearts actually get off the damn bench this time. Uh, right, I just want to quickly move on to Pro 14. First of all, congratulations to the Kings, uh, your team, Matt. They won their first what? game of the season. And again, uh, as we've mentioned very briefly, they're hot. Fuck, I didn't have to wait until, like, I'm just going to say I'm glad I didn't have to wait until, like, what was it last year, round 15 or 16, yeah. when they won the, uh, when they won the first game. Again, Deion Davis has essentially given virtually a whole new set of players. But uh, they did the business uh, against the Glasgow Warriors, who are a very, are a very solid side. I don't, know, I don't know if they were playing their first-class team. not quite sure. I know that a lot of the, the teams in the British Isles seem to have a habit of not picking their international players for whatever reason. Uh, doesn't matter. A win's a win. Uh, it's just tries by Martin Dutoy. He got two. Rudy van Rooyen and Burton Klaassen. Uh, they also picked ones. And also uh, your... Uh, <laughs> there we go. Highland Klaassen scored the try. Well, it's just Burton here. I'm sure it was Haaland. It was the 13 then, uh, that scored the Masson, Koli, Banda, he got four conversions and a penalty. And then your... Uh, your... Yao Petkley. Yao Penke. Can I just say, Petkley is looking buff. Jeez. He's looking he, like a beast. He's like, also, he's put he's, on he's also, so he, much muscle. He's also got uh, pace to burn. Fuck. Just seen that one yeah, but I, like, I just wanted to know what he's having for breakfast every day. Because shit, last time I saw him, he was like... A skinny little, he was like a pacey finisher, and now he's just like suddenly looking jacked. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, but fuck, he's, yeah, he's looking big. Oh, they called him, what, 84 kilos? No, he's definitely he was, more than that. That's what they were saying, because they were saying how it's like an 84 kilo player just tip-tackled the 94 kilo player, and now they feel bad that he has to get a yellow for it. Yeah, I don't think he's, I think he's put on like up to 10 kgs, I reckon. He's, in, he's tipping 90, if you ask me. Well, it's possible. Hmm. So yeah, no. But uh, also, just they played. Also, very interesting. They played at the Madibas Stadium PE. Um, I've been there. On my very first year at Rhodes. So we had Tri Varsity there, and I went there, got absolutely <laughs> trashed, <laughs> and ended up I think apologising uh, to a step because I, was, I drank too much crackling. Um, so uh, just, just yeah. That was the, that, um, that was the weekend I, I made myself a legend 
uh, in my in my um, <laughs> residence Alex just just to inform you Matt knows about okay. knows about this journey so just that was Alex I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you off the air on this one <laughs> okay yeah. uh, but I just like the fact that I look, they, I look they, forward to it they're, they're playing at these smaller stadiums um, I think it suits yeah, the competition no, better um, they're getting just and also oh the spring box we need to watch so I was gonna say should we get all the box oh that was a lot of fun put them on a bus right and just like ship them around all over the country and just oh, like the, a watching show, like the Royal apparently family. They, it's they so weird because apparently they arrived like that day as well. The box, yeah. they arrived for their training camp for obviously the Australian game. They arrived on Saturday. So they all sort of got there and then carted off to NNMU to watch the rugby. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's good that like it's, it's nice to have them watching. And yeah. it's also really like it's a huge lift to the players for the Kings to see that Rusty's there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I know, like, one guy who a lot of people were talking about, I think, yeah, maybe disproportionately before the game as a as a prospective Springbok for next year is CJ Fellerman. Yeah. Who made his comeback uh, from a yeah. big injury. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when he came on, everyone got super excited. And he didn't really do that much, but, no, I mean, yeah, he was really good. Before he got injured, he was he was excellent. So, yeah. I look first forward game to seeing back, we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah it was just, I just want to say, Adam, to your point, hmm. the Warriors did play a slightly weaker side. I know they they weren't playing their, their first choice fly-off, and a couple of other players as well weren't being played. So it was a slightly weakened side, but I think they tried tried to fix it through the second half. You could see they just emptied out their bench onto the field, and that's when the game did take a shift. Yeah, well, the points are on the table. Yeah, no, no, no agreed. Um, I'll take the win. I'm just, just saying to your theory that they, if they played it, they did mm. play a second, they did play a weaker side. No, and that was, uh, I, I think it's good because I know I was, I was starting to get a little bit concerned that the SA teams were due, due, to, due to the fact they've been pillaged by everybody else from last season that uh, they were going to struggle. Um, and even the cheaters, just just a quick shift there, they ended up drawing 39 or what seemed to be, geez, just watching the highlights ahead of the game. Uh, to watch. Charles from Gerard uh, Olivier, William Small-Smith, so he stood around. Joseph Dweber, uh, Jacques Dutoy, and Rabs McClane. Um, he, he seems like to have some gas as well. Uh, they ended up drawing 30, They ended up drawing a 39-all. Marcel Kutzier, you remember him? He started for Ulster, <laughs> so he, he might be... Uh, second week in a row. Yeah, so it's, it's a miracle. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how, how much consistency and fitness he has to show until he gets a call-up. For the box. I didn't watch the game. No, 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 no. Adam, stop, stop whispering ideas into all the Sharks fans' ears. Because we, you know we're going to hear that from, from Natal's Twitter oh, ne- no, next well, week. You never know. I mean, I, I was a massive Marcel fan until he left, and then he's never been seen again uh, because he kept getting injured. Um, then who scored the try? Henry Spate. We played at 13. He ended up scoring the try. Just, oh, to, read, just to read through this Cheetahs team, I know um, you've got Malcolm Yoff at 15, Small Smith, Bernard Janssen from Redsburg, Nico Lee, uh, Ramsmith. Uh, Max Wayne, Tian Skuman, he's back. Clearly, that whole vibe about trying to play in France didn't work out. Tian Mayer, Neil Yadon, uh, Junior Pokomela, uh, Gerard Olivier, JP Dupree, Walt, Ste- Walt Stienkamp, uh, Aronos Kutsia, Joseph Dweber, he looks like a unit. Uh, they're number two, he looks very interesting. And the Ox, uh, mm. he was there. That's virtually a brand new team from last year. I mean, they had Sean Fenter on their bench, ran an XDN we've seen before. Uh, but otherwise, this Cheetahs team is. And, if that's their team for Pro 14, just imagine the stuff that they're serving up in uh, Curry Cup. I assume they're just Rudy picking... Page. Yeah, I assume yeah. they're picking the I assume <laughs> they're picking the grey 
high school team, um, and they just contracted for yeah. the year. The Greyblum yeah. high school team. For those of you who don't know, Greyblum are a, a factory of Springboks and, and probably one of the top, always the top five rugby schools in the country. I haven't looked at the rankings, but they're there and thereabouts. Uh, but I did, I did, I did like the look of um, Joseph Dweber. He looked like a nice, nice big unit, and he scored a very nice uh, pushover try. So congratulations to the Cheetahs. They draw. Next step uh, is to win. Now, uh, chaps, just to talk about the current cup itself. Just looking at the results, Greg, Western Province they're continuing their long march uh, up the table. They smashed Griquis 38-12. Uh, the Lions they've seemed to have fallen off a cliff. <laughs> they lost to the Sharks 37-21. Uh, Matt's got quite a funny thing, sad thing, depending on who you ask. To tell us about Dan Dupre, they ended up losing. And then, oh, the other game, and then the other game this weekend, I'm just trying to see if I can find it. Uh, Cheetahs, uh, they got punked by the Pumas, 14-42, just to highlight the point that I made. Uh, tell me, what happened to Dan Dupre after the... Uh, Dan Dupre had a crack of a game, man of the match performance. He was which, really good. Which he was recognized for, he got the man yeah, of the match he's award. In, he's in the and, conversation for the box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, continue. Yeah, and they said man of the match interview. He's wearing, I think he's wearing his Celsius cap like a good boy. And interview, congrats. You know, well done. You played well. Yeah, thanks. By the way, when's your brother coming back? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, ah, oh. like the timing was just so, like if it was the last question, maybe whatever, you could let it slide, but this was like second or first thing out of the interviewer's mouth. Was just, by the way, when's John Luke coming back? It's so harsh. Oh, such a good question. It's like, yeah. I mean, everyone's thinking it, but like, no one should say it. Yeah. Um, like you pick your moment. You pick your moment. You don't yeah, do it. There's a time, time and place. Yeah. Also, also remember, he's around. Uh, I just think Dan, the fact that he's an eight, is going to have quite a tough time uh, getting back into the Springbok fold. The fact he's got Whiteley and Vermeulen when he, who, 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 when he returns. Uh, will be yeah. in the way. Uh, just a quick look at the log. I know we've spoken about the very weird fixture list that is the Curry Cup log. Uh, Freestyle are coming last. They've finished up their round of fixtures. It's only single round of fixture this year. That is a gentleman. They've lost her six from six with a grand total of two points. Griquis are sixth. They've uh, won one from five. They're at eight. Coming in fifth place at the Pumas. Uh, they're two from three. They're at 12 points. The Lions have also played five. They've won three and lost two. They're on 16 points. Uh, the Bulls, uh, they've also played five and won three, lost two. And the two teams have only played four. Where's the province of the Sharks? Yes. They're both undefeated on 20 points. I just points. saw that now. Yeah, and province okay. are ahead on points difference. And they clash next week, Saturday, in Cape Town. Where's the province versus the Sharks? Uh, followed by a two-week break, I assume, for the rugby championship. Pumas Lions and then Cricket Sharks. And then the final will be on the 20th of October. One thing we forgot to mention... Um, Taylor Wakefield, no relation to me. He, he pretty much confirmed he was on, uh, I think it's Pucker, uh, one of the one of the TV shows yeah. here on Super Sports. Parker. Parker. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's <laughs> a long A. It's not. It's not. It's not the. It's not the varsity Paca. up north. He's, not he's Jersey boys. Yeah, it's Pucker. <laughs> Sorry, not Parker. Parker. <laughs> uh, he's like the pen, but just that slower. Western Province. We're gonna push through you, Matt. Stop getting in my way. That Western <laughs> Province are, are going to move from Newlands. Uh, likely 2020 will be their first season out of Newlands. But he said that though they're not going to borrow, uh, excuse me, borrow money, or, or they haven't, or they're not going to sell Newlands or any of their property, any of the other properties. His term as president of the Western Province Rugby Football Union, uh, and, and none of us here at Elite Rugby Bounty like Wakefield, not, no relation to me. Uh, his term ends in two months. But apparently, rumor has it, he's gunning for uh, a position as chairman uh, of the board. And God, I hope he, Jesus, they just need to get rid of him. The Oak is, uh, in, in my personal opinion, he does more harm than good. And he's just a symbol of um, amateurism 
that still plagues the South African game that a lot of the unions here are finding out to their cost. But uh, it's pretty much confirmed. I'm surprised they're not moving. They're not, not moving next year. I, I sneakily suspect there'll be a mortgaging, or they'll 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 cut a deal. Div- yes. So you're gonna say, Matt? Aren't they? They're saying they're gonna develop Newlands. Oh. So I'm assuming smash it down and rebuild. Yeah, and they're gonna cut an agreement. It's where, yeah, they're not selling it, but they're probably gonna sign a hundred year lease or something of that nature. You know, it's all semantics, really. Uh, at the end of the yeah. day, they're going to give away the land for a price. But uh, they're going to make cash from it. But anyway. Oh wait, wait, wait! I've got a, I've got a quick Alex level, le- level joke here. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thilo Wakefield shooting for cha- chairman of the board. More like chairman of the broad. <laughs> Get it? He's fat. Yes, <laughs> I got it. I got it. That's excellent. Yeah. See, I'm so glad yeah. my joke isn't the worst one of the episode. No, now. but you see, you see, <laughs> Alex. You see, Alex. Matt's I try, joke. Alex. Yeah, Max. Matt's joke was so bad. Uh, but he delivered yeah. it in such a way that it was it was ironically bad, you know. Oh, so okay. mine was just bad. Yours, yours was just bad. I, okay. I feel like. But, that's... You... Oh, okay. but what I'm hearing is that I can I can keep doing it if I work on my delivery. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. What you're okay. gonna do is be like a like a hacky sort of '90s <laughs> comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically like a bit of Jimmy Carr spinted. Yeah. Uh, is there any other news? That you want to bring up, and it's been a relatively have, short. Have, this is what happens when there's no rugby uh, of consequence. Well, have we? Just, sorry, did I miss us discussing the Western Province game? No, we didn't discuss oh. the actual game. Oh, yeah, but uh, in particular, Sergio Peterson's second try. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I was I was building up to that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah let, uh, well, let's yeah. start with his first try. <laughs> yeah, start with his. So first no, try. like just just generally speaking, like he he played so fucking well, like, and he's been good the whole season. Um, for Western small, Province. Too small, too small. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But like, th- this is the weird thing is that they're, <laughs> they're, they're I, I'm playing I'm sorry. him. I'm, I'm sorry, but a Pure Gianti's not a fucking giant among men. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a so... giant compared to Sergio Peterson. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me, let me look up. Uh, also, let me also, let me crunch the numbers on this and real also, quick. And also, yeah, so, because, and also, Adam, don't forget, we're playing fucking Ches and Colby at 14 in the box as well. But you know what? Okay, so, uh, you know so Sergio Peterson doesn't sweat either. Okay. <laughs> So Sergio Peterson is 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 one seventy one meters tall, um, not one hundred and seventy one. That's one point seven one. Um, yeah. Sorry for the confusion. Then eighty two kilograms of weight is he. Then Apiwa Dianti is one eighty two, so he's ten centimeters taller. He's got a little bit more reach, and he's eighty seven kgs. So he's got five five, five kilograms. Yeah. I don't know if that's if that's legit. That's both from Wikipedia, and I've already cast a bit of aspersions on their on their veracity with regards to Yarp Hekle. But yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, look, he he isn't the biggest guy. Like that's true. But the weird thing is that they're playing him at fourteen. Um, the whole carry cup. He's finishing like a beast. He's yeah. finishing no, is like he's 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 like like men versus boys in the carry cup. Like honestly, yesterday against the Greek Quiz. He did literally whatever he wanted to do the whole game. He, if he wanted to assist, like offload behind the back, Sunny Bill Williams for the try, he could do that. If he wanted to, you know, offload and stay in support and finish his own try, then he could do that. And his second try, if, if you guys haven't seen, if anyone listening hasn't seen the Sergio Peterson's second try against the Greek was yesterday, you have to go and watch it. It is unbelievable. Should we, should we pause now and let them give them a chance to go watch it quickly? I think I think back. the way that I think the way that SoundCloud and pods normally work is you, you can pause it if you want to. Okay, fine. I thought we'd maybe so, just put it in for them. Well, uh, we we could do that, but yeah. Uh, 
But uh, anyway, long story short, um, I think we've probably really been past that point. But anyway, Sergio Peterson, phenomenal finisher. I honestly don't think he's too far away from the conversation. I know we are really struggling, especially at right wing. So, I don't know. Maybe a bolter for next year. We'll see. Um, yeah, if he can keep up this level of finishing for Super Rugby, then definitely. Yeah. yeah. But very impressed. Very impressed with him. Also very impressed with Herschel, Herschel Yankees. The scrum he had half. a good game, yeah. Yeah, he scored a like a little try, a classic scrum half try, where Wilco, yeah, Wilco Lowe mangled the Griquas scrum for a tight head. No, actually, it wasn't a tight head because the ball was still on their side of the scrum, but it squirted yeah. out the side. And Herschel, Herschel Yankees reacted quicker than the Griquas scrum half did. And he literally just picked just, it up and, and galloped the last two meters for the try line. Oh, uh, it was good, George. It was, it was great, an, yeah. There was another cheeky try. Which one was it? Uh, it come to me. Um, what did Willemson try to do something? I'm trying to remember. It was an intercept try for the Griquas. I don't know if that's what you... Oh, no, I can't remember now. It'll come but, back uh, to but, me. But Willemson also played very, very, very well. Yeah. And, he's, yeah. he's got like this great ability to like hold the ball up. Um, so he, like he basically shapes the pass, but then he throws like a tiny little dummy with just a shake of his hands, just to kind of give himself a split second to read the line defense. But then even if he doesn't throw the ball on that pass, he's got enough strength. I think it must be like forearm strength because he in that position he doesn't he doesn't then swing back like a whole like if I wanted to do that I'd have to throw a dummy, bring the ball all the way back to my right-hand side, because I'm right, right-handed, and then throw another pass, right? He, like, holds his, his hands there, just flicks his wrists, holds the ball, and then flicks his wrists again, but somehow throws it, like, 15 meters loopy over the defensive line for the outside man. Um, I don't know if that description made any sense. I was, I was doing the hand motions at my computer. None of you can see it, but it was very descriptive. No, no. <laughs> it's a bit better than Pollard's. Pollard's show and go when he passes sometimes. Yeah. Pollard tends soft. to telegraph sometimes. Yeah. No, but anyway, David Phillips uh, is playing very well. I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping Bongi get some game time. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. Um, so, did, so did so did Ruan now? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel sorry. I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, was, I, I was kind of feel sorry for. Uh, I mean, the other Curry Cup teams, like, oh, the box, go off and uh, make merry. In the, in the Curry Cup, and a guy like Volkola just joins, and uh, Bongi, which is, you know, a very, and it, it is an international um, class scrub. I don't know who is playing at uh, Lucid uh, for province, but it's just, it's kind of like a massive upgrade, and a little bit unfair. I don't know, it's, it's like, it's OP, to use a Dota term. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's, it's always been the talk about the problem with Curry Cup, where, or where it runs concurrently with Rugby Championship, yeah. is that. You, the start of your season, your club guys are going, your club provincial guys are the workhorses. They're going to get you to your semi-final and so forth. And then when rugby championship starts ending and the box start coming back, they the glory hogs who now finish up the semis, finish up the finals and all that. And the guys who did all the hard graft, getting them all the way there now have to ride pine all of a sudden. It's always been a problem with having yeah. Curry Cup and Rugby Championship running at the same time. Yeah, my view is always you should play the Oaks who got you there um, overall. That just seems to be... Yeah, there. but it's a final. It's, it's a final, so you can play done. your best. Yeah, you, you want to play, play your best, best team. team. But I think they, it literally, there just needs to be a ruling from, from Saru about if you've played you know more than two caps for the Springboks, then you can't play Curry Cup at all. 
for that season, um, for that for particular that, season. Yeah, for that season. Or if you're like, if you're a centrally contracted Springbok, then you're not allowed to play. Um, just to keep it keep it fair. Because uh, it's uh, weird who they let back and all that as well. Yeah, because like I, I think that's what they do in New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, yeah like, I think most of them aren't playing. Yeah. yeah. Or they like send them back to club rugby. I mean, they they could probably like send them back to multiple levels of rugby. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. No, <laughs> no, got nothing. What right, should we should we move on? Yeah, is is there any any other news and anything else that catches your attention of what rugby before we move on to our WhatsApp feature, um, which is a hangover from last week? But we might even mention a little bit of what we discussed at Ant. Uh, as well, but we shall see. There is one little thing that we forgot to mention in the news section, which is the Yaksua, um, ru- the ruling for next oh, year's World Cup. Yes, absolutely correct. Yes, um, I don't know, forgive me, I don't have the story in front of me, but World Rugby, they've informed all teams competing at the uh, World Cup in Japan next year to please cover up their tattoos. Sonny Bill Williams, oh, one, yeah, he's uh, he said he shall do so. Um, Based on my very broad general knowledge, the reason for that is tattoos are viewed uh, negatively. You just use that broad word. word there's probably uh, uh, culturally negatively. It's, the reason is they, yeah. they're, they're associated with the Yakuza, um, Japanese organized crime. That's a very, very basic, yeah. basic description. Um, I don't know if you have more information uh, for us, Alex, the, just on that. The covering... Um, I do actually, but I don't have it on hand. Just give me a second. I was going to see, as far as... As far as I remember seeing, the the actual covering as well, it's not when they're playing, it's not when they're walking around day-to-day yeah. and all that. It's essentially if they're in pools, if they're in public baths and so forth, which is, as far as I remember, standard practice for pretty much everyone. Is you just don't you don't display tattoos in Japan in those settings specifically. So, okay. yeah, and I mean, most public bathhouses won't even let you in with tattoos. You've, yeah. You, as most most Western tourists have to sort of phone around looking for a bathhouse that will let them in with their tattoos normally. So yeah, it's that's hundred percent. That's, that's from Rich from Rich Freeman. Yeah, so I think that's more along the lines of rugby world rugby actually just warning warning the teams that's how they're going to get treated more than you know being yeah. told that's how you should behave. It's it's just a courtesy thing. Like mm. it's an advisory you know you come into our country this yeah. is what we this is like taboo essentially if you want to be a, a courteous guest of japan then this is what it's going to take you're not going to get arrested if you don't do it or anything like that but you know maybe just be a bit sensitive yeah that's kind of what it comes down to if you ask me and i, I think it's fair think, enough um, i think pretty much everyone seems Fairly receptive of the idea. I haven't seen too much. I've, I think I've saw like two negative comments, but those were immediately shut down as well. Which was just like, Oaks, don't be shit to your host. Yeah. You go to someone uh, else's I, house. If I remember correctly, um, when when Elton was there playing club rugby, he always covered up his tattoos, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it seems yeah, like it's, yeah. yeah, there are a lot of guys who don't. Um, like 2CPC who plays for the Sunwolves, he doesn't cover up his tattoos. But Neither does Sunwalky, I think. Yeah, it's just a personal choice, and if you want to be respectful, then that's how you do it. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, just quick F- FYI. Um, just any further business um, before we just head on to the WhatsApp feature? Um, do you want to look? Do you want to do quick Super Brew for next week's games? There are three of them. Uh, oh, we yeah. go through very quickly. Yeah, Matt, Matt, do you have it open? Yeah, I've got it open. So, okay. first, okay. Should, we, should, we, should we do Curry <laughs> Cup first? Sure. 
Coca, the single feature, the single match next weekend. Yes. Province versus Sharks. In, uh, in the Tupperware. Ooh, in I the Tupperware. Uh, Sharks. Ah, no, Province. Province. I'm gonna back. Yeah, province by seven. Yeah, I'm gonna back Province. They've been um, for once. Yeah. They've been absolutely uh, shit hot. Uh, oh, I'm I'm actually going to that game. Totally forgot. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah full. Oh, I got tickets. Quality. I'm clicked province by seven, and I've locked it. Good. Yes. Thanks. By the way, we we're batting seventy three percent for Curry Cup. That is. Uh, yeah, the pretty good. Uh, Alex, the average is seventy seven. Oh, 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 that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've got a description uh, on Superbrew. I'm normally at like sixteen. <laughs> Yeah, no, I also, that's why I looked at next to it, it's like average 77, I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. First, first international, Springboks versus Australia. Oh, yeah. At, at Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I reckon we're going to beat them by 12. I think we're going to do well. It's going to have gears. Look, I'll, do, I'll might... do a proper thing later in the week, but uh, yeah, home team by seven is pretty... I'm, I'm going to push it up to 12 as well because I feel like we've been training in the humidity. I look this weekend, the Glasgow Warriors just could not hold on to the ball, so I assume it's Durban like conditions there in PE at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be. So I'm gonna, and then Argentina and New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand by 12. Uh, I'm going away team by 17. I'm going to go... I like Adam's 12 as well. So let's say 14, two tries. And then that's in the middle. No, let's make it 15, three unconverted tries. Oh, shit, it's Bowden. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay huh. locked. Sick burn. I reckon... And locked. Cool. There you go. Done. Business done. Admin done. That's now we, nice. now, now we can do the, the segment that Adam's been looking forward to for like... Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. Um, do you want to do the honors? I blame Alex. Do the honors of the introduction? I, I will. I blame Alex. Uh, just as a quick reminder of... Ben, the, of actually, blame Ben. Ben's not here. Actually yeah, but uh, I, I have a feeling since... Um, oh, quick shout-out, by the way, to Um Rugby. Thank you for retweeting us. Last week's episode was our best ever. We nearly got 500 listens. But to be exact, at the time of recording, uh, according to SoundCloud statistics... Uh, our last episode, which was titled, come on Wi-Fi, um, here we are, yes, oh, how good, title. yes, <laughs> uh, ERB uh, episode 45, yes, how good is, is insert Springbok here, I cannot read the rest of this because the app is crap, damn it. Uh, uh, it was, what, we, what are they doing in 20 years time? That yeah, yeah well, that was the yeah. feature, but uh, we've got 479 listens for that episode, which is yeah. more than double. Our best episode. Oh, come on, guys. Let's, let's shoot for the, the half century. Yeah, so I mean, the, half, the half millennium. So just to everyone who listened, thanks very much. Uh, we, we do this because we like the game, but uh, it is a bit of an ego boost, you know, a bit of a fire rubber when you see such great numbers. <laughs> I, had, I had Alex reminding me of my co-workers asking me, uh, since I, I manage a bit of a LinkedIn at work, they were, they were, Alex was asking, tell us about those numbers, Adam. What are the numbers, Adam? So, you know. <laughs> but but uh, just, just, a quick, just a quick thank you. Um, just everybody listen. Oh, really appreciate it. Uh, it's just like a... And it's just sad that Ben isn't here to celebrate, which uh, makes me sad. I'm sorry, Ben. I don't know why you're busy going to beaches and stuff while you're there. So, uh, our feature for this week, um, but I know there's also some great stuff that Ant uh, just spoke about, with the, about dominant performances, but maybe we can chat about that uh, next week. Uh, let's keep that in the back pocket. Yeah, we'll keep that in the back pocket. Yeah. We, uh, we all love Band of Brothers here. Uh, I, in particular, I have a bit of a World War II uh, 
Um, a buff is too strong a word, but the, the history of it all and the political consequences interest me. More importantly, uh, Band of Brothers is one of the greatest TV series, miniseries uh, made of all time. We had a comparison uh, of, of the characters in Band of Brothers and who they compare to uh, in the Springbok rugby team. So let me just run through this list. Uh, this is courtesy of Alex, uh, of who I most certainly agree with. So thank you very much, Alex, for putting this in. He even managed to find some choice quotes. Job- well, yeah, actually, I don't, actually, I don't Alex, quotes for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit. That, that, if you had done that, that would have been going, going beyond the yeah. call of duty to uh, just I did to try. use some World War II parlance. But can you please run us through uh, the different characters? Uh, characters. Sure. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll start at the top. Um, I've got guys down for this, but maybe we could chat about it a little bit. Yeah. And um, so, the, essentially, the two main leadership figures in Band of Brothers are um, Winters. Uh, uh, Dick Winters. He starts off as like what he started off as a captain, I think, or um, and he ends up. Um, no, no, no. He starts off as like a lieutenant. lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, starts off lieutenant Winters, and then ends up as like major yeah. Winters, and he was became a pretty big deal. And then his second in command throughout pretty much the entire series is um, Corporal Lipton, and he kind of he also get goes, moves up through the ranks. I think he ends up as second lieutenant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he, he gets promoted. Yeah, so the, they're both natural leaders. They're both, I mean, Captain Winters. I feel like he leads a little bit more from the front. Um, there's a great scene where of him literally charging an entire enemy <laughs> pl- German platoon by himself. Ah, uh, crossroads. Uh, he doesn't. Great episode. Yeah, he doesn't know yeah. he's by himself, but he does it by himself. And he chases them all over the hill. Yeah, this one of the smoke bombs fuse was a bit longer. Yeah, 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 which yeah, is yeah. fucking brilliant. I love that scene so much. Then Corporal Lipton, not as much of a like a leader from the front, but he's more sort of within the ranks, you know, lifting the spirits. He's a sergeant. Yeah, like guy. He, yeah. Carwood, yeah, sorry, Carwood Lipton. Yes, yes. And he 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 leads, you know, he, he's the morale lifter and natural leader. They're both natural leaders. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know exactly which one of them should be Sia Khaleesi and which one of them should be Warren Whiteley. Um, I like the order you've got here. Yeah, yeah. Khaleesi's more Winters and. Lipton's more whitely. I think. I think, so. I think that's a more fair description. I think, yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like Khaleesi's also like a bit more of a man of the people, which is more like Lipton. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It can go either way. Like um, the episode with Lipton, where he ends up being promoted uh, to yes. to an um was the Battle of the Bastogne. I don't actually know what the, the name of the episode. No, it was after Bast. Was no, but he was the guy keeping up everybody's morale, walking Spirits, around. Yeah. Um, actually, said... might have been at Caratan. <sighs> no, no, no. It might have been. Uh, no, Bastin. It's actually yeah, a it very. Bastin. Bastin's the one where he goes from Foxhole to Foxhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, but the one, the one that Ed was thinking about is the one where, where Spears takes over the. Oh, thing. no, no. no, no. I'm not talking about dice. Spears. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm not talking yeah, about Spears. I'm talking about... But that's uh, when he gets promoted. That's the episode he gets promoted. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel like Sia is a slightly more physical player uh, than Warren Whiteley. So just based on the fact that yeah. you know, Winters just led from the front. Like, they, they, they dedicated more time uh, to Winters leading more okay. from the front. But it's very close. I think okay. if, if, if you're right. swapping them around, I don't think you'd lose out. So I, I do yeah. very much agree with it. Um, I see here Lewis Nixon. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so, 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 what are Lewis Nixon's? So, if, if you yeah. haven't watched the show, or if you, yeah, just a reminder, Lewis Nixon is uh, Winter's best friend. His key cleanest, cleanest. I'm going to say this now: cleanest uniform yeah. in the series yeah. throughout the series. Never fired yeah, a weapon sees, once. Never sees action. Doesn't see I any think, action. He doesn't shoot his gun by the end. No, of he, the, he, I think yeah, he yeah. goes. He just didn't he goes fire his weapon once. Without firing. Yeah, yeah. He went, he went the whole war without firing his gun. He's never really around. He's always kind of, but he, he's always like in the know. 
yeah, he always knows what's going on. He's an intelligence officer. Uh, and yeah. he's also an undercover alcoholic. Yeah. Um, undercover. Yeah. So for those reasons, I think he he's the equivalent of Dwayne Vermeulen, who could <laughs> who could be an undercover alcoholic. Uh, but more importantly, he's gone the entire super, uh, rugby championship at least without firing his weapon. There we um, go. And he's just kind of not really there. Uh, um, I don't despite know. Despite being despite being quite senior. I think you could also. Uh, I was going to say you could insert like scrum half here. You know, one of the battery of scrum halves that uh, Rassi's picked because none of them have fired a fight. No, scrum halves are the rotating cars. Yeah, they're meant to be quite yeah. senior as well. And they might be driven to drink for the fact that they <laughs> don't play. But uh, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, next, okay. next you have uh, Bill uh, Yeah, Wild Bill Gonya. Um, gonorrhea. Defining, uh, gonorrhea. Defining features, unpredictable, fiercely loyal, and wild. So his name was Wild Bill. And a tough nut. So... Yeah, so so really, uh, there's only one person that springs to mind in the spring box that fits that description. That's Fafta Clerk. Yeah, 100%. Um, equally aggressive, equally unpredictable. Um, I just can't imagine Fafta Clerk using that Guido accent. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine Bill Gagne with that hair? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but has got exactly his, still his same black eyebrow, look, those thick thumb-like eyebrows yeah. that he's got. It's just like a mop of perfect blonde oh. Faf hair. I wish I was better at, at Photoshop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then together with Garnier is Joe Toya. The two of them always go, they're partners in crime. They're always in, like in neighboring foxholes. They even get shot down together. They, they yeah, did survive. Sorry, say. spoiler alert, in case anyone hasn't seen it. But they, they got injured together and, and left the front together. And so, yeah, for that reason, it's got to be Vili Leroux. Vili Leroux and Faf de Klerk, pretty much inseparable, two peas in a pod. And yeah. if they go down, they're going down together, as we saw against Australia a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then moving on, uh, Ronald Spears. Yeah, you probably remember him. Yeah, he was he was reputed to have sh- have gunned down ten uh, German 20. soldiers uh, who were uh, prisoners. Gave them so, all cigarettes and shot them. Yeah, but he's also got that other. There's that other scene. Where is it? In the beginning. Late. He's got three. He's got three main scenes. The first is when he sh- he guns down the prisoners um, allegedly. Yeah. Cold blood. Allegedly. Then the second scene is when he's uh, he's thrown in to relieve the commanding officer for Dyke. easy company. Lieutenant Dyke. Um, Dyke. Yeah, a Dyke who was just like, Dyke. He's, like not not leptic. He just kept Norm, falling asleep. Norman Dyke. Jumps. That's right. Foxhole Norman. That's Norman Dyke. Yeah, yeah Foxhole yeah. Dyke. <laughs> and uh, and Winters loses his shit and and pulls pulls Dyke's command and gives it to Ronald Spears. And he literally ran across the battlefield, the entire yeah. city. Isn't, isn't that Carantan? I think it's Carantan where he just bolts through, like he bolts past the Germans, and they just don't shoot at him because they're not sure what they're looking at. No, that's Bastogne. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Bastogne. As he runs in, it's, gets the lift. No, it's after Bastogne. It's after Bastogne. Oh, they okay. well, they I, take. I, what's I the town they take after Bastogne? It's the town literally after Bastogne. Let me, okay, let me let me let me settle this. Uh. I'm trying. So I'm on. I'm on yeah. Wikipedia. Could have been Bastogne, but it's literally just after the siege uh, in Fox it's, at, it's at Foy. Oh yeah. So that's yeah, in, re- yeah. in real life. In real life, it's Foy. Uh, so it is a true story. And yeah, it's, uh, can I read you a segment quickly from Wikipedia? The selection of Spears was incidental. Winters later stated that Spears was simply the first officer he saw when he turned around. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> So Spears took over the assault of, of Foy and he led Easy Company to victory and he 
he had to link up with a flanking unit that had gone around the other side of the town. And he ran through the town, through the German enemy lines, jumped over a wall, linked up with the company soldiers, relayed the order. Yeah. And then, and according to, this is all from uh, Lipton's perspective, he said the craziest part of it was that after he linked up with them, he jumped back over the wall and ran back to meet up with Easy Company again. And somehow just didn't get shot. So he took up pretty much the entire occupied town of Foy by himself. Yeah, and for that reason, and for the reason of being a complete psycho, um, he really has to be Archeus Neyman. And um, yeah. I have a quote here. I have a catchphrase for Ronald Spears. The only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is supposed to function without mercy, without compassion, and without remorse. That sounds like Archeus Neyman to me. Yeah, when he's surrounded that, by all the Australian oh, players. As well. Australians. I'm just going to say this now, though. That's far more $5 words than Archeus Neyman knows to string together, though. <laughs> yeah, I think he had Archeus Neyman, he's put the thought together, but I don't think he'll be able to spit out that yeah. sentence. I think if you asked him, he'd say, on skook for nooks. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, next you had Webster, who you compared to Franz Malherbe. Yeah. Uh, it was Webster. Yeah. He, he trained uh, with Easy Company. He was part of the jump uh, that took place in the, on, the, on D-Day. But he got injured very early in the action and only returned after a lot of his company had either been killed, injured, moved off, yeah. uh, or heavily traumatized. Um, so he shows a plate, leading to, yeah. uh, leading to questions of fitness. Uh, but eventually, <laughs> eventually he proves himself to the team. So that's uh, that's. I, I it's, think I think it's got Franz Balherber. Yeah, it's, it. it. it's, it's poetic. It's Absolutely poetic. Absolutely nailed it. Well done, Alex. Uh, next, you have uh, Sobel, who, by the way, was known as the Black Swan. Sobel, you have as his defining features. Um, or Ross's grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, single. Uh, uh, I think he did a great. I feel bad. I think he did a great job playing him. Uh, single-minded taskmaster, <laughs> sadistic, university disliked but acknowledged as effective. Uh, and he says, I wouldn't take that rusty piece of shit to war, and I will, I will not take you uh, to war in, in this condition. And I think he also asked that, do you want to kill Germans? Do you want to kill Germans? Yeah. Not with this. And then he like, tosses it aside. This um, rusty bayonet. And this is, uh, I, I, I like your choice here, John Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like he's a complete sadist, and he'll like work you to the ground, yeah. and he'll eventually get kicked out of the, out of the easy company, which happens in episode one. But you can't deny that he's effective. Yeah, you can't uh, deny that he knows what he's talking even about. Even at the Bills, even at the Bills, he, he helped yeah. uh, Krill run a bit straight to Archeus Neumann, had his best season ever. Um, yep. Lutz got better at Van Staden, became a Springbok. So, you know, <laughs> sure. and, and also at the Lions. Uh, we all know about the work John yeah. did at the Lions. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Bull Randleman. Uh, who did you, who yeah. did you have him compared to? Okay, so Bull Randleman. He's very quiet, very powerful. Everyone respects him a lot. He's got an episode where he he's gets left behind in a, in a town in Holland and yeah. by himself, and he has to basically fight his way out. And he kills a, a German soldier with his bayonet in, in melee combat, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, smoke yeah. cigars. Smoke cigars. And he's named after uh, an animal. Yeah. His nickname is Bull. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for me, Beast of Tauriro pretty much fits the bull, so to speak. And, you know, similar, sense. doesn't talk doesn't talk much but he's seen a lot of action and everyone has a huge amount of respect for him yeah Beast of Tower I, I can see Beast pull off a cigar and I can see him do it yeah, yeah and he, he's from like uh, rural Alabama or something like that yeah, what is, and Beast is yeah what is it at the end <laughs> at the end of the 
<laughs> Actually, it makes sense as well because the end of the series, they're like, yeah, Paul went into Earth moving, and I'm just like, that's not a career path. Yeah. And I realize it actually is for a, for a prop. It's the perfect career path, just uh, Earth moving. And Beast, Beast, uh, he actually went to Peter House School, which is a well-known school in Zimbabwe. I don't know much about his background. I'm just saying that uh, because Zimbabwe's not South Africa, so that that's that. It's You're just worrying about the clap. Are you just worrying about the clapback we're going to get from Zimbabwe? Yeah, because Beast, the Beast is awesome, so I don't want to like smirch his uh, character. Have I ever, goddamn right. <laughs> have I ever told you? How, have I told you I was in Res watching one of Beast's first games as a Springbok? Yeah. And there were two Zim guys there sitting. With like four of us, it was in Celeste, and with only like four of us guys sitting in the common room watching the game. And the two Zim guys were furious. And how how well Beast was singing his new national anthem. <laughs> I do remember he felt it heard, out in the early days. I've never heard the Zimbabwe national anthem. I, I, I don't think I know it either. No, it's no uh, Moving on, we have Shifty Powers. Uh, he he was yeah. a sharpshooter. Uh, so you've compared it to uh, Piro Dianti um, for obvious reasons. Yeah, just yeah, deadly man. Just yeah. absolutely deadly. Just a quick fact. Um, can I can I throw a spanner in here quickly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sharpshooter. Hayden Parker. Ooh, but not, not yeah, if, if we weren't doing, if we weren't doing yeah, just South African yeah, yeah. rugby yeah. general, but yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, just, just a quick fun fact about Shifty Powers during the Battle of uh, Bastogne in winter, he happened to notice a tree that was not there before. And just remember, this is in a forest. It turned out that the tree was a German reconnaissance post, and uh, due to him noticing said tree amongst literally thousands, it hadn't been there before. He saved virtually the lives of many of his company, and I know. Um, there's a scene in the in the series where he ends up shooting shooting a, a sniper in Foy. I think it's actually that scene, and he ends up killing killing yeah. the sniper, hitting him between the eyes um, as well. Yeah. So a lot of these guys, He's I'd recommend if, I'd recommend if you're a history buff, just reading up about a lot of these guys, um, even just beyond watching the film, watching the series. Um, it's it's some some of it's absolutely crazy uh, what these guys sort of go through. Next uh, we have. <laughs> Nice. Okay. The next, doc. Yeah, next we have Doc. Uh, doc. Uh, doc Rowe, who comes from Louisiana. He's just the uh, easy company medic, and he sees some shit. Yeah. And I uh, see so you have him dedicated to helping his team on his feet all day, every day, and you compared him to Franco Mostad. That's. Uh... Dude. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like Mostad is is Doc Rowe. Like he's just nonstop doing what he can for his teammates. Like <laughs> the poor guy, and you just want to like find him a blanket and a and a nice like tree for him to sit down and have a nap. It also looks like he, like, uh, often Mustad's wearing this, like, look of uh, emotionless tiredness. Uh, in that Bastogne episode, purely focused on Doc Rowe. Mainly, like, he meets this nurse, then he leaves, comes back, town's destroyed, he's got this face of yeah. pure, like, emotionless on him. Because he's seen so much shit. fatigue. Yeah, yeah uh, he's shame. the same. Uh, after yeah. that, jeez, uh, Blythe, he didn't hang around long, did he? Um, no. Blythe, <laughs> he arrives, yeah, slightly be- shell-shocked. Steps up in a combat situation, ultimately succumbs to PTSD uh, and dies. Yeah, they, they were in Holland, and he took one of the yes. nicks from from a sniper. Yeah, so you've compared it to the Kanye app. Is this a reference? <laughs> yeah. Is this a reference to the um, uh, Wellington game? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, not not just that. Also, like his first couple of games against England, um, <laughs> the Kanye um, started off his international career a little bit shell shocked. Yeah, that's um, true. but you know he he did his best. Like he he contributed, and then uh, ended up getting metaphorically shot in the neck by a sniper in Holland and is now currently injured yeah. and pro- possibly has PTSD. I can't speak to that. Yeah, but what, what I can say is that we do all suspect Am will come back stronger. But uh, for the purposes yes. of this, comp- this comparison... Unlike Albert Blythe. Right now he's Albert Blythe. <laughs> but he'll maybe morph <laughs> into someone else. Uh, next, uh, Alex, you have Malaki. Why? Yeah, Malaki. Isn't he the ginger uh, guy? This is... 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's yeah, he is the ginger guy. The ginger. Yeah. Lucky. That's slang for bullshit, isn't it? We can pass revoked private bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, so Malaki's defining features throughout the series. He was the one of the soldiers in real life that spent the most time with Easy Company without um, getting injured or seriously injured, and without any sort of uh, off time from the front. So he basically spent the entire war, all of Easy Company's war, with them in combat situations, and he had a front row seat to failures and casualties and yeah never never stopped you know giving everything he had for the team and for that i think the description is the most apt of peter steph Toya, who just keeps on chugging along doing everything he can but he's he's seen some some pretty epic failures he was there he was there when we lost to japan (laughs) he's he's seen that shit happen with his own two eyes but anyway so good old uh good old malaki yeah, and then yeah. I've got uh, George Luz. Yeah, key key characteristic does funny voices, mm. and that's Warren Brosnan does funny voices for a living. Yeah, Luz unfortunately I think he dies. He's in a pothole. Not a pothole. Um, he's in a, he's in a foxhole that gets nailed directly by a German shell. Uh, he so died. Vo- yeah, no, he didn't. I think he dies. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. It, was his, it was his funeral. Who who was it that got killed? It wasn't Joe Toy. So Joe Toy, well, Joe Toy and, and Garnier both get yeah, their legs blown off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Yes, that's right. Uh, I think, think Luz survives. No, he survives. I'm, I'm sure Luz survives. He does yeah. survive. Yeah. Uh, you got Colonel Robert Sink. Uh, nice one. Uh, yeah. he, he, he's literally the boss. Uh, murky authority yeah. finger. Jenny gets it right. Respected by everyone. You have him as Rassi. Rassi Rasmus, yeah. No. I think just, you know, the big, the big man putting all the strings... He's got the game plan. He's also pretty well aware of like when shit's going wrong. Like he's he's not oblivious to the the failures or like how tough war can be on a player or on a on a soldier. And but he he pers- persists with his plan of action and ends up being I think vindicated when things go well for Easy Company. So yeah, Rusty Rasmus, Colonel Robert Sink. Uh, uh, yes. At what? <laughs> of what? What tactic do you think Siakulisi is going to tell Rassi, oh no, that we did it the second time, we promise? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Rassi, but Rassi, he's sort of, he will take. Um, he's not like Sobel. I think he is ruthless enough to take the, uh, wa- the watering can in, in a yeah. metaphorical sense and turn it upside down just to find out who uh, yeah. did that. Just a couple, um, a couple of guys that you didn't mention. Moose, who is... Sorry, who's this character? Uh, the guy who, who gets proper PTSD. Uh, the name absolutely escapes me. Oh, Compton. Oh, Buck. Buck Compton. Buck Compton. Buck yeah, Compton. The guy who just saw oh. so much shit and... Uh... Yeah. He's the one who basically saw Ganya and Toy. Toy. Yes, yeah, he saw them they get blown up and then he, he just, yeah, he got he got fucked up after that. Sorry, I completely forgot about Buck Compton. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, he's, like one of my, uh, he's one of my favorite characters in the entire show. I know, great. Like, he, and he's like a warrior, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah. I remember when they're discussing guys to promote. The problem is, like, Buck's already seen it, but too much. You know, you can see he's a yeah. bit Is he not really maybe like it. someone like like Marx? Yeah. I, I think I had him down as Marx. Yeah. He's mind. senior enough, but, you know, he's never going to be captain, but he's senior enough that everyone listens and he can sort of tell the, tell them what to do and all that. I, I was actually yeah. going to say, I was going to say he's more like Elton. 
you know, he, he you know, he, he, <laughs> uh, Alton's too much flash for Compton. No, but, but the thing is, yeah. Buck, Buck, like, he loses it towards the end because he's seen too much shit. Marks is still relatively new. Well, Alton, he's seen it all, bro. He's been through... He's so also much... a unit. It's also absolutely... Buckman's also a bit of a unit. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess he's a tank. as well. He leads from the front. But Alton does for the Lions, yeah. kind of. A bit of a stretch, I know. But uh, uh, I, I like I like Marks for it because because Buck was like he was a he was a total um, golden boy before yeah. he he got a bit messed up in the head which I mean he yeah yeah he got like an honorable discharge and everything so he he had medals I think but yeah. like he before he joined the army he was apparently like he could have played like NFL American football um, or he could have played like uh, MLB baseball, baseball. Was... yeah he was like an amazing sportsman. And, like, everyone just looked up to him. He was, like, a total golden boy. And then, yeah, unfortunately, he left the war, but worse for wear, mentally. But, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like marks for him. Uh, and uh, just a final, just a bit of a, a random one. You remember um, Tom Hanks' son, Colin Hanks? He was in one of the, one of, <laughs> yeah. one of the last episodes. He played second lieutenant Henry Jones, uh, who's a yeah, West okay. Point graduate who gets the war a little bit late. Uh, they, they, yeah. I think it's the episode, uh, the replacements, the one afterwards, where a lot of the new guys get to the war looking for glory. Him and Webbs, him and Webbs yes. are, are pitching yeah. the same yeah, episode. Yeah, they both rock yes. up, and they're all looking. Him, him in particular is looking for a bit of glory and action to uh, cut his teeth. Uh, but unfortunately, it, the war's over, and everybody's and pretty much all the former soldiers or current soldiers are telling them that there's no glory in war. Um, in fact, yeah. towards the end, he ends, he ends up seeing a bit of action and all that sort of thing. But who's the guy who's like wet behind the ears? It's just arrived in the scene, but he's missed a lot of it, and he just wants to prove himself. Okay. I hadn't even thought uh, of him. Uh, um, it's going to be a bit mean. Sorry, it's just a bit of an infield one. Forgive me. Yeah, I like it. This is a uh, bit is mean, it... but I was going to say Pollard, maybe. Uh, it, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I was going to say just, Damien Just based Bilimsa. on the... Philipsa as well, yeah. Pollard, yeah, if you he... only look at the last eight months. Yeah. Well, Pollard kind of works because he's like, He's got all the credentials, like on paper, you know, he's, he's been to West Point or whatever, like he's well-educated yeah. and everything, and he's like earmarked for greater things, but like never really, I don't know, manifested, which isn't really true, because he's beaten All Blacks twice now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, that's what I said, you've got to look at the last eight months of Pollard, not not yeah. not before he got injured. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Damien Willemse, like he's, I like you know, wet, wet, well, wet yeah. behind the ears, shows up, um, you know, eager and... You know, doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily has a nice neat haircut. Yeah, <laughs> he does. David Williams is a very well turned out young man. He is. He's got a nice tight fade, high and tight fade. I dig it. And mm. then, and then finally, uh, I say I'm, I, I, I did Google this, so I do have a little bit of an advantage. James McAvoy, uh, remember he, he played yes. this young guy who shows up. He's wearing this. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got wings ba- on. Um, theater badge he, that he takes place that he apparently fought in a battle that he didn't. Uh, the older soldiers uh, grill him out, tell him, no, nope, you need to take it off. But he's like young, wet behind the ears, yeah. even even more so than, than Hanks in a certain respect. He look, also, McAvoy looks incredibly yeah. young in the role. But his character, if I can find the name, uh, easy company, James Miller, who he, he okay. takes part in takes part in Martin Market Garden and dies the next day. He literally joins the yeah. army, uh, goes to glory, dies immediately. I'm thinking of Andres Kutsia. You know, he like when, <laughs> when it comes to Springbok level. Uh, he, he came, he saw, and he did not conquer. Uh, but I just uh, could see uh, it was very yeah. schooled. Yeah. I was going to say Embrace Prepare. Ah. I was going to say, it has, <laughs> it, has to be, it has to be one of our many scrum offs that just, <laughs> yeah. but dragged all over the fucking planet. And so, not, but, yeah. 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 Saw like 10 minutes of action, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Okay, that, look, yeah. I don't, that, that's going to wrap I it up. We've, yeah, that's it, I think. Yeah, that's Scrap gonna, the bottom of that barrel. Totes. Uh, okay, I will never mention it ever again. That's going to wrap it Tom up. Who's Tom What's oh, Tom Hardy's character's name? I don't even remember him. The first time you see him, he's basically just humping some chicken. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, John uh, Genovich. Classic what, Tom yeah. Hardy role. Yeah. Uh, the I first mean, time you see him, he's just yeah. going at it. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that's Aaron uh, Smith. Sorry, Aaron Smith. There, yeah, done. <laughs> God, uh, all right. I think on that bombshell, we yeah. should. Yeah, that, that, that's going to wrap it up for, for this uh, episode of Elite Rabbit Pants. So if you have hung in, hung in there with us for the whole time, uh, thank you very much uh, for doing so. We will be back next week with Ben. Uh, as I said, Ben has been given the right to choose the time for for the next episode. Uh, sorry, Ben. I don't know where you are in Mauritius, but we do miss you. Um, yeah, and we will probably be talking about the Springbok hopeful victory and maybe catch up a little bit on the uh, New Zealand Argentina game take it place in Argentina along with whatever else is happening in the rugby world uh, thanks for listening we will catch you next week